0: Well, we are in our Hold Nothing Back series, and uh, I just have loved this series and have been doing a uh, life group via Zoom. And we love it, we're doing Zoom and we're getting, uh, and and last week we just improved, our Zoom group improved. How many are like, you do the Zoom life group and you're kind of like, okay, you talk, talk, nobody talks. You know. And this last week, we just made so much progress and I'm loving it and uh, thank you for the team that wrote the curriculum. For that, and thank you for just the hard work. I just I love that we're reconnecting in person and online. And uh, this week in our Hold Nothing Back uh, series, we're talking about forgiveness. And forgiveness could be an entire series. Yep. Forgiveness could be it has been in the past. And I want to let you know that on our YouTube uh, page and and uh, if you go to our YouTube page and if you look at our website, you will see that we put some links there. Four forgiveness series that we've done because I only get one week on this and uh, so today I'm just this lesson and then of course our life group lesson but I want to focus on layers of forgiveness because in my own life I have layers of forgiveness that I've discovered and then I want to talk about forgiving everyone that we have to forgive everyone. Um, and it, that means that I'm gonna have to forgive my friends and my coworkers and my family and my enemies and my frenemies. How many know what I'm talking about? You got to be close enough to hurt me uh, so that I forgive. You. you see, what I'm saying. And so we have to forgive everyone. And I'll jump right into it. In Mark 11:25, this is what it says. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, isn't that interesting? anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. I mean, right there, anything, anyone, and that that means all of the people. That means anything that they've done to you. That means, help me, Jesus. How many know what I'm talking about? It's something that's right there. And I will admit right now that forgiveness is hard. I thought that would get a better amen. Online, they're just, they're like, amen, amen, amen. But forgiveness is hard. I I love C.S. Lewis and what he said. He said, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. Yeah, it's like, I'm all for forgiveness until you hurt me. Then revenge. Why is it so hard? And I want to help you to understand why it's so hard. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I want to give you an insight into why forgiveness is so hard. Some of you are like, I already know it's hard, but I'll give you some insight into what the Word of God has to say for, to us about this. In 2 Corinthians 2, uh, verse 10, it says, Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I've forgiven, if there was anything, which, well, stop for a second. How many just realized uh, the Apostle Paul also said, Anyone and anything, all right? Anyone that you forgive, I also forgive. And what you have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes." So he said, I want you to forgive and I'm forgiving anyone of anything. And I want you to understand there's a battle going on and Satan has a plan and a strategy and he has a scheme. And what he's trying to do is to get you and I to live in unforgiveness. And if he can get us to live in unforgiveness, then we're not going to work together. Then we're not going to fulfill the mission. Then we're not going to show the love of Jesus to the world. And then he keeps us in this prison, if you will. And we're in a spiritual battle. So if you're wondering, why is forgiveness so hard? It's because there's a spiritual battle that's going on. The enemy is trying to keep us in a maximum security prison of unforgiveness. And God's trying to get us to go free and to show forgiveness to the world. Warren Wiersbe said this, the world's worst prison is the prison of an unforgiving heart. If we refuse to forgive others, then we are only imprisoning ourselves and causing our own torment. Somebody needs to hear this right now. You need to get free out of that prison right now. This message could be your breakthrough to get free. And as I was preparing it, I was just thinking of who's going to get set free? Who's going to get a breakthrough? Who's going to get what we're hoping for? Who's going to get what Jesus was hoping for and say, I'm breaking out of this prison? We should title this message jailbreaker you get out of there but we're, we're we're getting out of this and there's so many benefits you get out of the 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 prison that the enemy has you in and you start to live out the way that Jesus wants you to do and there's other benefits and I, this should not be our, our motivation but they have proven this that when you forgive people there are other benefits that come to your life um I found different articles. This one was by uh, Tom Vallejo and uh, Dr. Cynthia Dennison Haynes. This is what they said. Forgiveness, however, may bring enormous benefits to the person who gives that gift. According to recent research, if you can bring yourself to forgive and forget, you are likely to enjoy lower blood pressure, a stronger immune system, and a drop in the stress hormones circulating in your blood. Studies suggest that back pain, stomach problems, and headaches may disappear, and you'll reduce the anger, bitterness, resentment, depression, and other negative emotions that accompany the failure to forgive. Man, it's, it's good for your body. It's good for your mind. It's good for your soul. It's, it's good to keep us on mission. It breaks you out of prison. There's a spiritual battle going on. We should be the best forgivers on planet Earth. Someone once said, they said, we're most like beasts when we kill we're most like men when we judge and we're most like God when we forgive we're most like God when we forgive and I want to be like Jesus I want to be somebody that will forgive and it is hard It is hard. The world says, keep the grudge. The world says, hold on to it. The world says, wait until they do this. The world says, like, if you do this, then I'll do that and for the for the most part the world is opposite the, the the church is saying forgive 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 and the world is saying like get even revenge don't don't let it go make them pay and there's so many different scriptures i don't even have time to read them all but just a couple that i want to highlight and this 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 sermon is just full if you're if you're taking notes there's tons of scriptures there's tons of things for us to jot down and dig into deeper later but the apostle peter gives this direction in first peter chapter 3 verse 9 he says do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult on the contrary repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing Proverbs 20, verse 22 says, do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. It's like there's something within us that says, I want to get you. If you did this, I'll do that. I'll take advantage. You know, if if you punch me, I'll punch you twice. If you slap me, I'll slap you. We're going to escalate this. And it goes all the way back. You may not realize this. It goes all the way back to Genesis. In Genesis chapter four, there's probably a section of like, you know, there's, how many know there's sections, true confession, sections of the Bible when you're doing your devotion times, you're kind of like speed reading through them. You know what I'm saying? Kind of speed reading. This is one of those spots, you know. Genesis chapter four, but here's what is interesting. interesting. It says, Lamech said to his wife, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice, you wives of Lamech. Listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. Interesting. Somebody strikes him, somebody wounds him. He says, I've killed him. And he says, if Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. And way back in Genesis, there's, there's this feeling of man saying, if you hurt me, I will hurt you back. If you hurt me, I will scheme to hurt you more. But how many know if they hurt you and then you hurt them, then somebody else hurts you and there's never an end to it. There's never an end. It just keeps escalating over and over, and, and if you will, Lamech is, is symbolic of the world in saying there's unlimited uh, vengeance, unlimited vengeance. I will just keep escalating until we beat you, and you, and it just, it's unlimited. Lamech is saying, like, isn't it interesting? He's like, 7, 77, remind you of anything else that was sevens and 70 times seven? Yeah. Jesus is 70 times 7, and he equals unlimited forgiveness. The way of the world is unlimited vengeance. Just keep going, keep going. Oh, I can't believe they did it now. And Jesus is like unlimited forgiveness. And if you have to decide who you're going to live by, choose Jesus. Choose Jesus. Choose the way of Jesus. And he's not just telling us to do it. He did it. In Luke chapter 6, verse 27, this is what Jesus says. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. So Jesus says that. And you're like, I need God's strength to do that. Then he lived it out on the cross. And when he's dying on the cross, he lived out exactly what he said. It says, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing and they divided up his clothes by casting lots. I mean, he's saying, I want you to forgive these people. I want you to love your enemies. I want you to do good to those. I want you to do the hard things in life. I want you to give forgiveness. You've received forgiveness, give forgiveness. And then he showed us that example of it. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 13 it says put up with each other and forgive anyone who does you wrong just as Christ has forgiven you. It's like you've been forgiven so you have to forgive. You have to put up, you have to forgive like you've been forgiven of so much you have to forgive. Now, I will never forget when we had Bob Goff here, um, and many, many of you are like, bring him back again. He's hard to get, all right? We had him twice, all right? We brought him in. But I'll never forget when he was preaching, and I'd never heard the message before, and he was talking about uh, a young man who had been mutilated in Uganda. He had been mutilated and left for dead, but lived. And then they asked him to this young man, who mutilated you? And he told him, and it was a witch doctor. And Bob Goff became the first lawyer or leader that prosecuted a witch doctor and brought him to court. Actually got the guy imprisoned for life. And he's thinking, I did it. I, I, I helped this young man get some justice. We, and he let all the witch doctors know, if you do this to other children, we'll come after you too. And if you remember the story, and those of you are not familiar, it's just, you'll never forget it when you, you know, hear Bob Goff tell it, or even retelling, it just stands out. He said, that witch doctor gave his life to Jesus Christ in the prison. And so Bob Goff goes to visit him, and you know, I don't know what he was thinking, you know, if he was thinking, like, I'm going to go let that witch doctor know. He's, and, and he goes in there, and the guy goes, I just want you to know, I've given my life to Jesus Christ and he's forgiven me, and I want to ask if you will forgive me. And Bob Goff was like, like in Bob Goff terms and how his tone is, rat, you know, and he did his like, oh, you know, (laughs) oh, no. And he's thinking, no, God, why did you save this guy? This guy has to be punished. This guy, (gasps) oh. And he said, and then I came face to face. Am I going to live this out? Because Jesus has forgiven me am I going to forgive this guy? And he said, and I forgave him. And I can't imagine that that was easy because I've never had to forgive a witch doctor, okay? But I have had to forgive brothers and sisters and mom and dad and co-workers. I mean, they're not even close, okay? Some days, but not, no, no, they're not, they're really not. I've had to forgive people that have Rip me off. I've had to have people forgive people that have sabotaged me. I've had to forgive, and you could fill in the blank, and you could say mine are worse. And but we've got to forgive. We've got to forgive, and it's hard work. I mean, when you realize that the church is, our very existence is owed to God forgiving us. Like, we were, we were our messages you were enemies with god and now he's provided a way for you to be forgiven of all you've done and you can be forgiven and that's where we start from and then we should be the biggest givers of forgiveness and grace and yet it's still so hard for us to do and god's how many know he's amazing at giving forgiveness and and the bible tells us that he could do something that that even we can't do. It says in Psalm 103, verse 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins from us. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. We're not that good. That God, God's like, I'm that good. I, I've got, they're never, I'm never gonna find him. You're forgiven. And, and I was doing the 20 plus thing the other day and they had a, a conversation. And they said, how do you forgive and forget? And I said, I don't know that you forgive and forget, Um, I've tried, and I still remember, but I said, what I've done is I've done this, I forgive, and I remember graciously. I forgive, and I remember graciously, and I remember how much I've been forgiven. If there's ever a little surge of unforgiveness, I'm just reminded of, I'm going to remember graciously, and I'm going to give grace to anyone that's done me wrong. Now, I have had people that have needed tons of forgiveness from me, and I've had to give forgiveness, and I wrote this down, I, this is for my own life, um, seven steps of forgiveness, okay, seven steps of forgiveness, or seven levels of forgiveness. Um, it's not refined, maybe there's more, I was thinking, the, you know, the other day, maybe there's 490 layers of forgiveness, you know, 70 times seven, but for me... I have lived this out, and I thought it would be helpful for you to see a practical thing of how I have lived out forgiveness on my own. Um, because our forgiveness, my forgiveness reflects an understanding of how much I've been forgiven. And, and, and I'm, I'm willing to say, I want to let go of the mental and emotional and spiritual process of like uh, being resentful or angry with somebody. And I want to release them. I want to let them go. I want to say that I release them and I'm no longer bound to this issue anymore. Archibald Hart said this. He said, forgiveness is surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. I like that one. It's surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to let it, I'm gonna, I want Jesus to cover this and give me the grace to move forward. But it's not just staying there. I want to move forward beyond that. How many know that um, in, in, when you start in this, in, at least for me, with my seven steps of forgiveness or seven layers, um, I usually want an apology or an admission. How many, you're like, let's start with that. And, and, and what I've realized is Jesus like, You don't get that. You don't get that. I've already forgiven you, and if you're going to give forgiveness, you are not stepping down from some righteous perch and and descending down to give forgiveness to your fellow man. You are in a pit, and you owe me so much. You are digging your way out of the debt you owe me, and you have to step up to forgive. Changes my perspective. So all of us here, if you think, well, if he can convince me, I will step down. And no, no, no. <laughs> we're so in debt. We're so in debt. We climb out of the pit to show our head, like, okay, I forget. Like, we're so in debt. So for me, these are the seven, and I think they have them on the screen. These are for me my seven steps, and it's just, I haven't refined it, but I'm giving it to you. Um, the first step is this, I have to forgive you. I have to forgive you. Like, I'm a Christian. I have to forgive you, okay? And then, the, okay, moving on. I forgive you, get out of my life. How many know that one? All right, I forgive you, get out of my life. Then I get to, I forgive you, keep your distance. I forgive you, keep your distance. Then I get to, I forgive you, you can be around me. Then I get to, I forgive you, let's work on this. Notice they're getting like more like Jesus, but we're still not even near him yet, you know? And then it's like, I forgive you and I love you. And then for me, this is me personally, then it's like, I forgive you like Jesus does. And for me, I I, I thought that when I forgave on the first level, I really was doing forgiveness. And then Jesus was like, no, you're not even close. You have more layers and more layers of forgiveness. And if I could break it down, the first four, some have called like, decisional forgiveness decisional for like I'm making a decision to forgive you and so uh, with the first one if I could just dig into that I have to like the Lord's prayer says and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us or some of you say debtors as you know and so like I have to like I'm a Christian and I have to do this and at the level like if that's all you can get to you have to get there you are in this pit of 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 debt to owe to Jesus of how much he's forgiven you so you just have to get there and say I have to do this but don't stop there. Yeah. Then I, I found, like, I, I, I forgive you, but get out of my life. And I don't know if I was trying to protect myself from, like, okay, I forgive you. You hurt me. And I know I have to forgive you 70 times 7. I don't want to even come close to the number. Just stay away, you know? Stay away. I, 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 I go. You go your way. I'll go my way. And it felt not enough. How many know what I'm talking about? It just didn't feel like enough, and it's not. But I've lived there. Uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it, that I've lived there in that level, and I, I, I don't want to live there. Then I got to, um, I do forgive you, but keep your distance. I mean, and I kept thinking, like, isn't there a book on boundaries, like healthy boundaries? And isn't there, like, something, I need to find that book on healthy boundaries. And I forgive you, but keep your distance, and, and just to be honest, like, you, you don't have to let people that are continually hurting you stay close enough to continually hurt you. Sometimes you do have to put up boundaries. Yeah. But in my life, I got to, like, I, I forgive you, now keep your distance. And then I got to this other indecisional, like, I forgive you and you can be around me. And I kind of felt like just a glimmer of, of, of God's, like, encouragement on this level, um, I can't see what's happening online, but I can see in the room, people are elbowing each other. I'm just seeing it like, that's you right there. You're level four. All right, yeah, anyways. But it was like, you can be around me. And I, I, I thought like Ephesians 4.32 fits in here. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And I felt like you can be around me, like we can be together. And it was all decisional. And I didn't want to stop there. And on my journey of forgiving people that have hurt me, Um, I got to the last three levels, which some people have called like emotional forgiveness, but I believe Jesus has like a higher level than just emotional. And it's found in Matthew 18, verse 35. It says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Heart forgiveness. Bible takes it deeper than just you have to, you need to, you ought to and and it takes it deeper than emotional and it takes it to heart and i was like i want to forgive from the heart i don't want to just say it i want to believe it i want to live it and then in in 5 6 and 7 it's like i do let's work on this i do i love you i do i i want to do this like jesus does and and usually level 5 6 and 7 for me was like like causes a lot of tears I almost have categorized this one as I do let's cry it out like I mean that's that's how it feels like because you're just you're you're really getting down to like I want to show you that I understand the pit that I was in that I came out of and and the debt that I owe God and that I want to give to you and I want to reconnect and I want to forgive and I want to do it like Jesus does and I want to see you and I want to know that my heart and your heart are connected and I want to know that there's nothing that that hinders our hug and if you if you don't know what I mean by that like when we would discipline our kids when they were younger and at the end of the discipline we'd say like now hug us and they'd be like no I don't want to hug and, and it's how they would hug us we felt like it wasn't complete and then when they'd finally hug us how many know there's that breaking and it's like there's a hug that says we've reconnected and I wanted to be at that level and and this level requires me to be active Luke chapter six, verse 27 says, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those that hate you. It's, it's even if the person doesn't want to be forgiven, even if the person doesn't want to reconcile, even if the person doesn't think they did anything wrong and they, they, you're saying, I'm gonna actively pursue praying God's best for you. And how many know praying God's best for them is not like Jesus get them? How many know that's not his best? I say, Jesus, I desire to have forgiveness. I want to give forgiveness. I want to pursue everything I can because I desire and I will actively pursue what is good for this person. So now that I've shared these things and all these scriptures and there's so much for us to chew on and talk about and even our life groups, we can jump in on this. What next? What next? I'm asking everyone in our church to do an inventory and just use my... Seven simple steps along with or layers along with these scriptures and say, Lord, where am I at with these people? And you know who those people are. You know who those people are. And for me, I sat down, I said, okay, I know who those people are, Lord. And I still have a few people that I'm not all the way through. It's like my seventh layer. And the Lord said, Well, you're on level four with that one, and that's still decisional. When are you gonna fix that? I'm like, all right, all right. He said, Well, you're on level five with that one right there that person when are you going to do what are you, how are you going to move it forward how, how, what are you going to do and so I committed I was like I will make the text I will make the phone call I'll schedule the coffee I'll get ready to cry I'll at least offer the opportunity because I want to get to where I am actively pursuing no matter where they're at this forgiveness because man I am I am not stepping down in righteousness to forgive I literally and and crawling up and saying, God, you've given me so much. You've forgiven me of so much. Help me to get all the way through this process with everybody. Now, I can't guarantee that they'll even want to meet, but I have to keep making the offer, keep making the effort. But I will tell you this, in other people in my life life that I have walked through these processes and made it all the way to the end, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like seeing these people in our church and be able to say, I love you. Nothing like seeing a text show up from them and there's no stomach ache. It's joy. And I thank God that we can walk through this and he's forgiven us so much. I pray we'll forgive others. So I'm asking everybody to make an inventory. Um, You know who those people are. And I'm asking you to be sensitive to whatever the next step. Where where would God score you? What would the Holy Spirit say to you? You're at four, five, three, one, two seven and then apply what you've heard today apply what you've heard today and say god i desire to be a giver of forgiveness so lord i just pray right now today it just flew by but it's so so good for us to focus in on forgiveness I pray Holy Spirit you just even plant things deeper in people's lives and you would help them to understand these things and they would be able to give forgiveness we have been forgiven so much God so how could we ever hold back forgiveness from other people and if we've gone partway with just decisional forgiveness because you told us we need to God I pray that we'd flip over to the other side heart forgiveness we do it because we really understand how much you love us, how much you've forgiven us, how indebted we truly are to you, and we would try to pursue this deep level of forgiveness, a level of reconciliation, things that would help us to hug, cry it out, move it forward, and show the world how amazing you are. Keep us out of the prison, the prison. We are not ignorant of the devil's schemes, and so, God, we desire to be people that receive and give forgiveness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen.